0: Yeah. hello photography
1: friends how are you all today eugene negaviecki with end photo for another amazing live chat for you today i'm so excited to bring our chat to you today with our wonderful guest fusa ries all the way from south florida how are you
0: (laughs) good 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 how are you today
1: I'm fantastic. Now, Fuza, we are so lucky to have her on board with us. She is not only a seasoned veteran photographer, but she is also a master of mm-hmm. SEO, CRO, all these digital marketing techniques to help you get found and bolster your creative business. So we are so thankful to have her on board today. Are you ready to get started, Fuza?
0: Yes, it's Fuse, I'm sorry. I know you asked me before. <laughs> uh,
1: sorry, am I doing it? <laughs> we were talking about this before the chat. I know. I'm, so I'm like,
0: I'm, I'm one of those people that if like you tell me your name is Greg versus Craig, I, I like still get confused. So I right. totally get it. Don't worry. It's Fuse, um, like the fuse box. Mm. So that's why everyone. But you could call me Fuse.
1: Okay. That's
0: the nickname.
1: I might that's do easier. That, that might yeah. be easier. So henceforth, everyone in the audience will be Fuse. It'll be Fuse. <laughs> it'll <Yeah>. be fuse. <laughs> that might be easier. Sorry.
0: And it's I have, okay.
1: I have, a, I have a terribly hard name too, so I should I should be better about that. I apologize. It's okay. No worries
0: <laughs> whatsoever.
1: Uh okay. So we're gonna jump on into this, uh, everyone in the audience. But before we do, I just want to uh draw some attention to some exciting things going on uh at N Now, that is of course, don't forget about our acrylic campaign that we currently have going on. I will pop a link into the comments right now where you can get 75% off two acrylic samples. That's for one wall of the core sample and acrylic and one non-wall of the core sample. So something like an album or folio box or something like that. Uh, So please do check that out. We're running out of time on that at the end of June that's gonna be expiring. So do yourself a favor, click that link and check that out. One more thing I wanna bring attention to is uh, our survey about live chats. Now this is particularly to anybody who might be watching the recording please do us a favor and fill out our live chat survey so we can know how to best reach you with our wonderful live chats and what it is that you would love to hear about. So do us a favor and check out that survey and fill it out if you haven't done so yet and get yourself some nice acrylic samples at 75% off before the deal expires at the end of June. So thank you so much for sitting with me uh, with that uh, fuse. Uh, We're going to get started now. And I wanted to ask you, because you do have a lot of experience as a photographer, from what I understand. Now, you were telling me that you, you were a wedding photographer for over nine years. Is that true?
0: That's true. So I started when I was 29. I said I found at 29. I finally discovered what I wanted to do with my life, which was photography. And I knew I wanted to shoot weddings at the time. Um, and so I did that for about nine years, I'm 42 today. So it's been a long road journey, exciting journey. But as I always say to entrepreneurs is it is about the journey and you always need to follow your curiosity.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so what, what led you to transition because you, we were talking before, uh, we signed Mm -hmm. on everyone in the audience. And Fuse let me know that now it's about 75% of her business is doing more of the, the digital marketing, SEO, CRO, things like this. What is it that led you to kind of transition more from the wedding photography side of things more into the digital marketing? Side sure.
0: So when I started in wedding photography, my two boys, they were both under the age of three, didn't have any money to invest. Um, you know, it was just like, you know, it's like found that passion, that creative outlet that I could just my own schedule and have the freedom but I realized I needed to market my business because I had photographed everyone at my Brazilian church I'm originally from Brazil so I'm like these people are cheap we gotta get rid of these people. (laughs) so I'm like how can I market myself and at the time you know uh, someone gave me advice like, oh, there's some photographer for sharing information on blogs because blogs were a big thing. They were just starting then. Um, so I saw like someone mentioned social media and I got on actually Twitter. I actually booked weddings thanks to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started really networking with the bridal industry in my state. I used to live in New Jersey. Um, so I realized that I could really nurture relationships online with vendors Um, I couldn't, since my kids were so little and at the time we were financially just very, you know, just not not in a good place. I couldn't go to a lot of events. I couldn't go out a lot, but you know, I would go to some, but then I made sure that I was nurturing that relationship online. And at the time we didn't have Facebook groups. So it was Twitter. So I was tweeting these people. I was retweeting their work. I was having conversations and talking to them. So I discovered that social media was very powerful. Now, about two years into my business, a fellow photographer from California told me how he was optimizing his, his website to be found by this small venue. So he lived in a very like competitive city and he's like, yeah, you know, I did some SEO. And then I really like this one smaller venue. So everyone getting fat, getting married there, they find my site and I was like, what, tell me more about that. So he told me about SEO and I was like, and I always say this, that it was like love at first sight. Like I was just thrilled with this notion that perfect strangers, that there were things that I could do on my site for perfect strangers, brides to find me. So I followed my curiosity about that and I signed up for every workshop, I started learning, but you know, I hit this big roadblock because it was a very, it was a very man's world, it was a very mm-hmm. techie world where the crazy Brazilian mom really wasn't welcomed. But the curiosity, that gut feeling kept like poking at me and I was like, oh, but there's something here. So I, I, I just really transformed what I did understand at the time, which was like image SEO and blogging. And I started to put that into my work and then I started seeing results, the beautiful words that said, I found you in Google. So mm-hmm. I saw that, the, that I didn't need to be like a technical expert. I didn't need to know all the things. I needed to know some practical things to get to move my business forward. So when that started happening, uh, Facebook groups kind of launched. And every time there was an SEO question in the photography community, I would answer it. So a lot of people started looking at me as an SEO expert. So I didn't expect to ever teach SEO um, I ended up going to Creative Live Studio Audience to learn about online business and marketing with a wedding blog I had at the time, but the SEO mm-hmm. thing kept coming up. It just kept coming up, it kept tugging at me. And I'm like, oh, I think there's something there. So I came back from Creative Live and I launched my first boot camp online. And I had 60 signups. Um, and it was on Google Plus before online teaching was a thing. And I became more passionate about marketing. Than I did about shooting in a way Mm -hmm. like I was just like it just really, you know, now I know I should have gotten done PR in school. You know, it was just always there. But I guess Mm -hmm. I didn't know it. So um, then I started teaching online. I started teaching classes. But then I relocated to another state where being found didn't matter because it was all about who, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was interesting. I thought I could relocate and everything would be fine. So my business started dying down. My kids started getting a little bit bigger. I wanted to spend some more time with them. So, you know, the business started shrinking and then I relocated to South Florida, which is where we always wanted to live. And I actually ended up getting uh, um, a job at a marketing agency. And I was mm-hmm. like director of SEO and I built three departments at that agency. I built the PR department, the social media department, and then like the SEO content, more the organic SEO, because they had a whole department for the paid stuff, right? My stuff mm-hmm. has always been organic. Mm-hmm. So I did that for two years, which was was really cool. Like I got to learn a lot, but, you know, it also was a very startup um, like, light- lifestyle where they really didn't have processes, and I would develop the processes, then they would change their mind. So it it became Mm -hmm. like, just not a good place Mm -hmm. um, for me. So then I was like, you know, what? I've been teaching, I still have my Facebook group, let me just go back to you know, what I was doing before. So then I finally fused the two passions, which was photography and marketing. And then I started offering um, photo shoots just for influencers, bloggers and businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I started like just kind of, you know, reworking my SEO offerings and teachings because I'm really passionate about the teaching um, stuff and getting it done and not like you need all this and you need to be this techie. No, it's about being practical with it, um, because at the end of the day, what do we want? We don't want SEO. okay? at the end of the day, we want to be visible. We want to be seen as credible and we want to make organic sales. And that's what I get to do for businesses. And I love it.
1: That's fantastic. And so in the audience, if you have any questions, say hello to us in the audience and welcome. Uh, If you have any questions for Fuse, let us know. I know from many of these chats and interactions with photographers that I have, that this kind of stuff is usually top of the list of things people want to know about, things they have questions about. And that's kind of the reality of having a photography business. A lot of it is the marketing, the business side of it more so than the actual- Yeah, and that's
0: what we don't know. It's a trick, they trick us. Mm -hmm. We think we're gonna become photographers, but at the end of the day, we're business owners,
1: right? Yeah, absolutely. So if you ever have any questions for Fuse, let us know in the comments and we will get to them at some point throughout this chat. We, we love to interact with the audience. And you mentioned visibility as well. And I want to get to that now because mm-hmm. you used to do a lot of uh, wedding photography. That slowed down a little bit. But now you do do some brand photography. Mm-hmm. You know, just for, for my sake, perhaps, what exactly is uh, brand photography? So
0: I love that because brand photography is a hot new term by photographers in the United States. And I always say this, when it comes to SEO, you have to really understand how your clients are searching and looking for your services. So um, essentially, clients are not looking for the word brand photography, they have no idea what that is. So back in the day, you had your traditional headshots. So businesses before needed, what what would one need a business photo for? Number one, their business card. So realtors, a lot of people would have a little photo on their card. Number two, LinkedIn, if they're looking for a job, right? They needed a good profile photo on LinkedIn. Number three, one photo for their about page. So now so much has changed because um, brands are becoming more personal brands um, and people are launching their own businesses and they realize that they need photos of their, their person themselves on social media. So essentially what a brand photographer does is they, they instead of taking traditional headshot with the background, they incorporate more of a lifestyle session where you know the questionnaire is going to ask for marketing things like... You know, what are your brand colors? What kind of marketing launches do you have? So if I know I'm gonna work with someone who's gonna launch something, let's say for the summer, we've gotta, you know, incorporate that in the shoot. So it's not like a regular portrait session because there's marketing questions involved. There's a little strategic planning, there's mood boards that you could come up together. um, And then on the day, you're kind of not showing just the person, but you wanna show the process you know, are they a designer, you know, the behind the scenes, the process or even products if they have products.
1: Mm. So it's a very involved process. Yes. It really yes. is. And you were, you were saying that um, not many clients who would want brand photography are are looking for the term brand photography though. So, right. so what is a way that a photographer who wants to offer, we'll call it brand photography for the sake yeah. of ease, for a photographer who wants to offer that and be successful and find the clients, what are some ways they should market that service?
0: Sure. I call this the show and tell. So I'll give you an example. Years ago, fine do you remember when fine art became a big thing in the wedding? I don't know if it was there in Europe. Fine art photography, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You, Clients were looking at fine art photography. No, unless they were an art director in New York they were not looking for a fine art photographer. They're also not looking for a film photographer, right? Mm-hmm. So it is our job to get them to our site, right? To show and tell. So clients, they kind of know a look or they kind of have some words or adjectives in mind, but once they land there, so first we have to attract them to land there. So the, mm-hmm. our back backend SEO, right? And things mm-hmm. to get them there, you have to use words, keywords, that your clients are using. And this, I see photographers make, this is a huge mistake photographers make. So I'll give you a homework for all of you, anyone listening with any kind of genre photography that you do. I want you to go to your website, control find on your pages. And I want you to look for a variety of terms like photography, photos, pictures, images, photo shoots, photo sessions. And I'll guarantee you, most of you don't have this. You're just saying the word session over and over again because we hang out with photographers and we think people know that like use this lingo. So one time I was doing research and I found this keyword that said photos of engagement pictures. That's how our clients think. They don't know. So with that, so what are some of the keywords that our, our clients do know? Headshots. So even though you're not doing headshots, who cares? Use that in your SEO. Then they get to your pages. Then you say, hey, this is not a traditional headshot photo shoot. Mm -hmm. This is actually a brand photo shoot. Mm -hmm. Then you describe it. So you're showing with the images and you're telling them, you're educating them. Then in the future, that might become mainstream. Mm -hmm. One keyword that this has happened with is the word lifestyle. Before, nobody knew what the word lifestyle is. But now it's becoming more of a mainstream term. Mm-hmm. And more and more people kind of understand. So for example, if I say I'm a newborn lifestyle photographer, people kind of understand that that's not posed. Do you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So yeah. That's become mainstream. So in order to attract people, so people look up um, photos for website, professional photos for business, business photos.
1: Mm-hmm
0: um photos for marketing so you have to do that research in order to see how your clients are you know because it's also going to change right if i'm in australia if i'm in canada there might be different terms um that people you know maybe headshots is not used in australia i don't know maybe it's something Mm -hmm. else um so it really you have to look at how people in your geography, you know, in your area, how they search. So for that, you can do re- there's some tools, some sites online, but you could also survey your past clients.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to come back to that in a second, but first, before I forget, I want to, I want to put out some links that fuse shared with me so you can learn more about brand photography. Uh, yeah. So I created a freebie platform. with
0: all the keywords that you need that I know that your audience is looking for.
1: Yeah. One more coming at you guys. So please do follow those links to learn more about all of this that we're discussing right now uh, from Fuse that one, yeah, because it's still showing me. Okay, so there should be two links there that you can uh, click on to, to learn more about this and hear more from Fuse and do yourself the favor and do that. And, but you were, you ended right where I want to get to. And that is what are some tools that you might recommend for photographers to discover what it is that their audience is actually like the terms that they are actually using and looking for
0: yeah so i forgot to ask you um can i do a screen share here or no i mean yes, i don't need can. to okay no, you
1: can if you would like to
0: i would like to i think that's always easier do more s-
1: yeah do you see the button on the bottom of your screen that says share with a plus sign a monitor and a plus Yes. Sign on okay so click that yay and so then it will is-
0: Okay, perfect. So bear
1: with us, and it will. And in, in the audience, uh, people in the audience, let us know what kind of photography you specialize in. Yes. As we're getting this up, that would be great to know. And um, you okay, might. Wait one second. Let me let me it. fix everything here. <laughs> I got the banner on. We'll take the banner off. Oh. Uh, so we can see this display. Okay, we lost. I know we lost the thing. Here we go. This is what okay. we got. There Did we go. See- All right. <laughs> We see it now. We see Google. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, awesome. So one of the easiest things uh, is basically what it, what's called Google Suggests. So a lot of people think when you're typing something, it means like you type before. It's not. It's it, it's Google suggesting that because that's a common term, right? So, um, so we're going to stick with photos for business, okay? So look at all these keywords. Photos mm-hmm. for business, photos for business cards, photo for business. Business website, photos for business profile, photos for business use. So business photos, photos of business women. So Google suggests number one. Number two is business. People also ask is a gold mine because this shows um, what what we call long term keywords. So what are keywords? Keywords are it's just words that people can type in a, a, a search engine like Google, YouTube, Yahoo, Bing and, you know, even Instagram, I guess. Um, in order to find information that they're looking for, so wedding is a keyword, wedding photography is a keyword, you know, Denmark wedding photographer is a key are keywords. So anytime you go beyond three words, they're called long tail keywords. And the beautiful thing about long tail keywords is that there's less search, but there's way less competition. So if you can nail a result in Google results for a long tail keyword, it's great. So people also ask as a goldmine because this is. People asking exactly how they're asking. So, what images can I use for my business? I mean, that could be a great blog post right there, or that could be like a little section on your on your page where you could answer this question and format this as an H two. The other place um, is I don't I don't think I pronounced this right. I just call Uber Suggest, but it's owned by Neil Patel. Um, so, and you can put by country as you can see there. What I like about this one is that it does give you two insights that I think is interesting. So you do have to sign up for a free account, which I have, but number one is search volume. So this is telling me that in the U S there's 5,400 searches for this keyword a month. But it's also telling me that it's kind of a difficult keyword. Do you see this here? So SD is SEO difficulty. But look at this, headshots for business, there's 4,400 searches, which is a lot, and only 17. So Hmm. guess which keyword I'm using, headshots for business. So those are the two things I look at here. I look at search volume, I look at the difficulty. And then sometimes I'll play around with like, oh, let's see who's ranking. And if they're ranking, you know, so look, this person here has a lot of Facebook shares. This one here has... Um, you know, a lot of Pinterest shares, and they're getting found, you know that they're ranking. And then there's other things like related keywords. Another cool place that you can look for, it's called Answer the Public, which is a kind of funny site because there's this person live behind here all the time. Well, they're not live, but they're you can' not even see it now, but it's it, it yeah. usually there's like a moving person. So here, I'm just taking the same. Business headshots, and then they format it into questions, prepositions, and other things. Um, So, again, like, you know, what are sites where where actual people are asking for questions? Quora is another great one because you see exactly how people type, right? So, if I put here, um, no, I don't want notifications. So, if I put here, business headshots. Should you smile? How do I take a business out? What should I wear? Like, look at all these amazing questions for free. So these are my top two. Last one I would say is definitely Pinterest. and But I really like checking out this site, which is not available for every country. It's only US, Canada, and UK. Mm-hmm. But um, trends.pinterest.com shows me what's trending for that week. So obviously it's not like all the categories, but sometimes you could get some insights depending You know sometimes something here like uh, making a splash picture perfect patios so if you take pictures of of homes I don't know real estate this would be even a good social media post and then I could see here other related keywords and then I could also see like who's actually showing up in Pinterest results and like this is not a very professional photo so that means that my photo could be found here as well so that's what, these are some places.
1: So that was, sorry, that was fantastic, A few. Thank you for so many wonderful tools that our photographer audience can utilize to find the words that their clients are using to try and find the photography that they offer. And that is such a big part of it, as you mentioned, you know, communication is both ways. We focus on what we want to say, but we also have to focus on the way they interpret it and the way they want to see it so using that using their language and as you said later then you can explain to them what it really is once they finally finally get into the door we're talking about uh seo and we i was asking you about brand photography what are some other things that uh photographers can do maybe some of the first steps that they should consider when they want to think about brand awareness and really uh you know making themselves more more findable I don't think that's a word, but... <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yes. So um, one of the... the I'm, I'm going to tell you one thing that's easy, that I think is mm-hmm. extremely easy and very overlooked, is Google My Business. And I know Google My Business is used in other countries as well. Do you use it there? So like Google Maps.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we use yeah, we use. Mm-hmm. So
0: Google um, allows you to have a free listing. So there is a difference between but we're service providers. So photographers, so we fall into the spectrum of local SEO. Mm -hmm. So local SEO means there's going to be modifiers in order for Google to understand that your local business. So how Mm -hmm. does Google know? Let's say I type in the word pizza. How does Google know if I'm looking for a recipe versus an actual place? Mm -hmm. Usually it's going to be other things. So, you know, Google, um, so local SEO modifiers, right. Is what we call it. Google my business makes up 25% of local SEO. Mm -hmm. So what happens though, is a lot of businesses just set it and forget it (laughs) and don't keep, and it's such an easy, it's like a five minute, a month workflow. So what are some things you want to make sure you claimed your listing? Even if you work from home, you don't, don't have to show your address. You can just Mm -hmm. say, I service these, this area. Um, you know this county or whatever you want to make sure you filled out all the services there's all these sections for you to add keywords of all your services um, you also want to make sure that there's updated photos like there's so many listings that I get to and it says like 2017 um, so you want to make sure that once a month you add at least just five photos go in there and add five photos um, and Google loves it when you obey them and when you follow the rules right so there is something now on google post which a lot of people underutilize um called like the COVID update so you definitely if you haven't done this you should fill out the COVID update which is are you taking appointments now are you open do you require you know are you wearing a mask do you require anything you know are you sanitizing like i know this is really big for newborn photographers here in the us when they started shooting again i know like a lot of them purchased like a special air purifier, you know, so that is a great place for you to put an update so people can know if you're even open or if you're, you know, taking any sessions at this time. So I strongly recommend, um, and with that, you have to get reviews, right? You can't just have a listing. So if you don't have a bare minimum five reviews, I would totally put that like as a major goal to do um, is to get five reviews within the next month.
1: Okay. And that's as simple as just asking clients to to give you a review. Uh, so that's a great suggestion as well. So again, as we're seeing that there's a lot there's a lot to this, but it's a labor of love, and once it's done and it done is. properly, it will really really benefit the business. So getting on Google, making Google <laughs> happy, as you suggest, is really always a good idea. For it's not just
0: making Google happy, do. right? So okay. you're gonna mm-hmm. laugh, but. It's a long-term relationship. So so you nailed it when you said it it, it is a slow. There is no SEO switch, guys. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. If somebody promised you you're going to rank tomorrow, you know it's going to be what I call like a one-night stand. You may have a one-night. Do you want a one-night stand with Google? No. (laughs) You want the ring. You want Google to commit to you and trust in your website. And it's a long-term. You're here to be in business long-term. You're not here to be in business two years and you're out. So you know what we need to do is Google has a lot of rules. And the more we follow the rules, the more they can trust our site to send us traffic. Because at the end of the day, Google wants to please its users. So if they're sending people to you and your site is not clear, and we'll get into that a little bit more, but they want to please their users. So I need to create trust. And I need to emphasize to Google what my site is about. And I see Geraldine is here. Yay, Geraldine. <laughs>
1: Uh, and we have a few newborn photographers and, and the like in the audience as well. And I want, we're talking about Google. Well, I'm sure we'll get back to Google and the other big uh, search engines, but I want to jump a little bit to social media now. Um, and sorry, can I just
0: say one thing? Because Nikki says something here. So there is a lot of delays because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Nikki, what I would do, um, so Nikki says, I still wait for my validation card. So, what I would do is I would try to contact them or I would try to redo it. Here in the U.S., they've been like approving some people without even sending the card just because of COVID. There's been a lot of delays. Mm -hmm. So I understand your frustration, but I would try and contact them or call them or something. But be on top of that, because it is really important. Sorry, Eugene.
1: No, that's great. Thank you for catching that. Uh, and it's a very, it's a great point for everyone else to hear as well. Uh, so I want to focus, let's turn the focus a little bit to social media because uh, Google, of course, is very important, but social media also is a platform a lot of professional photographers are trying to take advantage of and need to be on. Uh, I want to start here. And that is, do you find that photographers should be present in basically all of the major social media platforms or should they try to stick to one or two and really just kind of knock it out of the park? how in that respect, what way do you kind of view social media and the way it can help photographers, you know, become visible with their brands. Sure.
0: So I once said that, like, I think there's like a formula for social media success and, Mm -hmm. um, the formula is this number one, where's your audience hanging out at? Mm -hmm. Because if they're not on Instagram, I don't care how everyone says Instagram is fabulous, right? They're not there. What's the point? But number two, do you enjoy that platform? Do you know what platform, like, I'm telling all a lot of my my ideal clients are, but I don't use it because I don't like it, it's LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Maybe I'll automate. I'll post once in a while, but I'm not going to spend my time. Mm-hmm. So where is your audience hanging out at, and what is, the, what is the platform you actually enjoy, or you have someone – that can help you automate that process a little bit better and streamline, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I think honestly the top two, unless a lot of your client, you also have to check your analytics. So a lot of people think they get no traction from Facebook, but your analytics may tell you otherwise. Mm-hmm. So check your Google Analytics to see, you know, on the social referral acquisition. What, what you'll be surprised. Right? Really? So there's that because I feel like when it comes to Instagram, it's a very, um, um, vain metric. It's a very vain place where it's easily to compare. It's easily, you know, to get distracted by the number of followers by, um, hold on one second. Just, is this Aishla? Yep. Oh, she tell her to go and ask for help inside the store, please, because I can't help her from here. Sorry, tire no issues of a teen.
1: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> this worries.
0: Is real life, guys, this is what happens. Um, so let me just say, call your dad. Why are they calling me?
1: And a point that I'm getting to uh, something that I'm hearing, too, is that photographers shouldn't feel like they have to address right. everything. As you say, pick the ones that work, the ones that they like, the ones that their audience is on. And that's a great place to start. And you were saying something about Instagram, how it's easy. It's kind of vain. It's easy to get distracted.
0: It's very vain. It's very like, Mm -hmm. why is this working for everyone? Like, Because we're seeing highlights. We're not seeing, you know, we're seeing highlights. And it looks like everyone's happy and everyone's killing. Oh, my God. They got the swipe up. I don't have the swipe up. I've been working so hard. And then we also like. Spend three hours on it, just doing nothing and say it doesn't work for us. But you're also not being strategic and actually engaging important hashtags that you should be like. You have to look at it as a marketing strategy and you have to look at it as strategic. The only platform that I really think photographers are missing out and it's not really a social media platform is Pinterest. Pinterest Mm -hmm. is my fave. I'll tell you why. Because your pins and your boards appear in Google results. Mm. Okay, pins. And so just search anything. One of the first three results, it's it's Pinterest. So so a lot of people don't think it's good for local business. It's amazing for local business. And what I love about it, no one's social. I don't got to talk to nobody. I don't got to reply. I don't got to go live and now they're really pushing the story pins which means whatever i did in my instagram reels i could just use there Mm
1: -hmm.
0: also if i do have older blog posts i could add it there so i had one of my students we did i had a class that was about holiday marketing so every august i launched something about holiday marketing so i have this master class about holiday marketing that you could reuse every year and you know the guy just went he did one really nice blog post about prepping for, for the family portrait session in his location. He he got six clients because his pins showed up in Google results for that blog post. Not the blog post, the pins. Mm. So it is, to me, such an easy one, too, where you could automate, you could have a good workflow for it, and then you don't mm. need to be there every day. Um, mm. And, you know, the value is that it brings you traffic, which is a really mm. good Google, you know, kind of like brownie points with Google. Um, and, and then you could like have a board for the wedding venue. You can have a a cake smash board. You can have, you know, a board that says, whatever your location is, newborn photographer. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and then Google's going to see, Oh, local related information. So we're going to send that to, to the Google results. So I do think, I guess I would say the top three is Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook, but if your audience is not on Facebook, if that's not working for you anymore toss that. Uh, but again, if you decide that Instagram is it because everyone else, all the cool kids are doing it, you have to be strategic. So mm-hmm. stop whining in the Facebook groups that Instagram doesn't work. Stop. Yes. I get really annoyed that my stories are not being shown. Yes. I get annoyed of algorithm stuff, but we need to stop whining and complaining that something's not working when we're not even being strategic. Um, And we're really not even doing it the right way. Does that make sense? And I'm not saying that to put anyone down because I've been there. Mm -hmm. I had to like turn off the notifications on my phone for Instagram and be like, okay, I'm gonna engage for 15 minutes. Time block this. I'm Mm -hmm. going to use a scheduler for my posts so I'm not manually posting, Mm -hmm. you know? Okay, maybe I'll go in and and create some stories in the morning and later I'll, I'll, you know, I do have my fun time too. But I can't just be on there going like this, and like feeling sorry for myself, and say it doesn't work for me. Does that? I hope that's resonating with people.
1: I think so. You know, and I'm smiling a little bit, but it's just—it's—it really is. just so much. Are laughing pleasure. at me
0: or with me? No, Gina?
1: no, 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 no. About the the fact that Instagram, like, it almost <laughs> is like a drug. Like it really, yeah. is. like it's almost yeah. so pleasurable yeah. to our own, you know. It, destruction <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because exactly. you can't just get so and you but then you get it. like
0: then that adrenaline just falls and yeah. then you feel like crap
1: and it's such that typical thing healthy. where you don't even realize it you're like oh i'm gonna get to it in a minute let's see you know you're like your clock an hour has passed and you're like oh my god i'm looking at food names or something like that <laughs> and so um so this is really cool uh do we have a question hold on i think yeah we have, we a, have a
0: great someone mentioned this and we have to mm-hmm. say this Mm-hmm. Um this Geraldine, is from Linda, yes. Geraldine what? says, mm-hmm. I've seen that views don't matter. It's the saves and shares. That's the other thing.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: we get so obsessed with the likes that have you ever gone into your Instagram insights and looked at the last three months? What were the mm-hmm. top saves and what mm-hmm. were the top shares? Because mm-hmm. that engagement metric is way more important than the like. And they're mm-hmm. way differently. Right. So if you're getting a lot of saves and shares, so there's a photographer who's now she's more of like an influencer, um, um, Tosh Haynes. Tosh gets in like over a thousand saves over, and the girl's killing it. She doesn't, and she doesn't have like a hundred, she has 20,000 followers, which is a lot, but you know, she's living a hundred percent off this influencer thing now <laughs> as a mom, and they have their photography business as well because of the saves and the shares. So sometimes you also think you're not doing well, but then when you go into the insights and you see what's getting more saves, what's getting more shares, let's do more of that because that's Mm -hmm. resonating with people.
1: And you know what I like about that is that reinforces providing quality content too, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, instead of doing trying to have like a huge quantity just to hoard a bunch of likes, if you just focus on quality stuff, that people are going to then likely wanna save and and share. So that's that's really, that is a great point to stress as you mentioned. Um, do you see another question? Cause I see from, one from Linda as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll get to Linda's question. She says, never thought of Pinterest. I have a board of photos I like. Should I start a new one of my own photos?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So L- was Linda, I think she responded. what kind of photographer is she? Uh, she's newborn. So Linda, yes. I would have um, three related work boards of your work only. I would have one of all. So whatever your business name is, I would have a other board that's just newborn boys. I would have another board, just newborn girls. And if you do a lot of twins, have a board about twins. These boards will have your work only, Linda's work only. So you put it in the first board, then you repin to the others. Then your second layer would be things you're finding for inspiration, like cake smash props, backdrops what to wear for newborn photos where you can mix between vendors and sometimes other photographers um you know that's really up to you there's some photographers that refuse to pin anything else except for their stuff i actually think the platform wants you to pin other people's things um and then just related those related topics so treat pinterest like your blog what are your blog categories you should definitely have boards about that if you're a wedding photographer you need to have boards of the wedding venues names Period. Brides are looking for where to get married first before they're booking their photographer.
1: All right. What about some kind of uh, like a portrait photographer? Uh, so maybe a little older children and families in general. So weddings are definitely need the venues. You, you give a lot of great insight for newborn photographers. Mm-hmm. I know we have a lot of portrait followers as mm-hmm. well, whether they're watching now and quiet or if they come back for a replay, what might be a few things they can do to really take advantage of Pinterest?
0: the top locations where you shoot so is mm-hmm. are there parks are there tourist spots so one thing i recommend be a tourist in your own town so you should definitely have a board about living in wherever you're living so let's say it's montreal mm-hmm. so let's say um, let's say i know so let's say i know my audience are moms of older kids i would have a board about like you know things to do with your teens in montreal if they're little kids, I would have a board about things to do with your kids. In, so be a resource. So you always yeah. want to think, who's my target audience? What keeps them up at night? Moms, it's what the hell to do with your kids. Sorry. I don't mean, So summers here in the States, we're like, these kids have been quarantined. Now it's summer. You know, like they're texting me during the live, you know. So moms always need that. So be a tourist in your own town. But if you're a family portrait photographer – and you're always shooting at, um, you know, three locations. Whatever. I know some photographers don't want people to know where they shoot. I don't. Anyway. Um, so it, let's say if I um, always, so I'll pick three locations here. So let's say if I'm always at the Vizcaya Museum in Miami, um, Wynwood in Miami and West Palm Beach, I don't know. I would have uh, three boards about that. So I would have three boards about the parks. So, you know, National Park, whatever, family photos would be the board name. And you always want to make sure that you add the description and the description you could say national park photos by so-and-so photography
1: Mm -hmm. okay and any and again every time that you are linking your photography brand that is benefiting the seo visibility of your photography brand okay and that, I want to come back around to that. I want to really jump on uh, SEO a little bit now because it seems to all come back to that. Even when we were talking about social media, it seems to all come back to that. And you come back to Pinterest, which is the number one yeah. uh, visible platform on Google. Uh, so knocking Pinterest out of the park is one way that photographers can you know, help their SEO visibility. What are some other ways that uh, photographers can help their studio become visible? We, we talked about long tail keywords a little bit. Uh, what is something else that they can do to really make sure that they are doing what they should in their long-term relationship with Google?
0: Okay. So I'm going to say this word and people hate this word. It's called blogging, but I have really great news for you. We are no longer in the era where you should be blogging every session, unless that has always been like a big marketing staple for you. So I'll give you an example. I used to, do work for these two photographers in DC where all their clients expected that blog post. Does that make Mm. sense? So if that's you, don't listen to what I'm about. Well, you could still listen to what I'm about to say, but especially portrait photographers and you like, there's only so much you could say about that cute baby. Here's another cute baby. Here's another cute baby. baby. Right? So i much rather you write one long form blog post a month than every session. So what is that going to look like? Here, here are June's top, top cake smash sessions. Mm-hmm. Frequently asked questions. 10 props for you to bring for your senior photo session. Five things I wish I knew before booking my maternity pictures. And then you're featuring several shoots. Then you're emailing these people and say they were featured in your blog, and they're going to share out that link. So this like just makes blogging fun and makes blogging easier. And go to the people, also ask. Um, and like the business shots, right? What images should I take for my business, for my website? That's a, that's a great blog post. Cause then I could show examples of my work. So I call these curated posts. So these are content pillars and curated posts. It's a lot more fun to write than here's another baby. Like there's really only so much you can say about sometimes boudoir, sometimes with baby work, you know, with family. So, you know, Um, Here in the fall, family shoots are really important, so you ready should be in August writing, you know, here are some great outfit ideas and inspiration for what to wear. And then also get your clients writing for you, survey them, you know, part of your workflow should be, you know, sending a post-session questionnaire like, hey, what was your favorite part of the photo shoot? what um, what advice would you give for other expecting moms, let's say some maternity shoot, um, to prep for their maternity sessions? Where did you shop? People love to talk about themselves and then they're gonna write the blog post for you. So, and then that becomes a great pin. You know, that becomes like a great pin. So once a month, can you do a blog post once a month? You can and blogging people are like blogging is dead. i'm sorry as long as there's a search engine blogging's not dead. people are not reading the blog posts like they used to or becoming like your fan right because when blogs launch it was like a diary and they're like oh my god jasmine started blog she has a new post let's go there so that's changed it's more snackable content correct but let me tell you if i'm so for example one of my clients one of my vip clients she's a doula and she is a newborn photographer and she's relocating. So we're working on her strategy for relocation. So she's just like, oh, people are not gonna read all, I, I don't know if I'm having a baby at home, I'm gonna read everything I could get my hands on, right? If I'm gonna have a newborn session, I'm going to be doing my research. As a mom, I'll do my research. My kid goes to college in two years. You don't think I'm gonna be reading? You know, well, I also make him summarize some things for me and put it in a doc so I can see. (laughs) But this is why when we're writing the long form blog content, you want to divide it up. You want short paragraphs. You want H2 headings, which is great for SEO. So sometimes, and I do recommend at least 500 words, which really scares Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. But if you split that into three sections, it's not even 200 words. Can you answer three questions? Yes, Mm -hmm. you can and you're mixing it with your beautiful work with your photos mm-hmm. um and then you're also optimizing your so there's so many ways to to get found and create that trust with Google um so blogging okay but don't blog every session
1: okay and 500 words that was something i wanted to ask about mm-hmm. because i know that's something that people are concerned about so 500 like you say that's doable that's manageable it
0: is doable
1: and uh the fact that they can, and, and the other thing I want to say, because this is something near and dear to my heart, something I do uh, for our company as well, is, is that it doesn't have to be some, you know, academic language, no. especially nowadays. People love just the conversational style tone of voice. So you can just write it like you would be talking to a friend and people will digest that and they will love that much more even than if you tried to be yeah. some academic. <laughs> so no, sounding, and not only that, sounding.
0: guess what's changing SEO right now?
1: Voice search, right? Right. Right. So
0: how do we speak women with our voice? We're way more conversational. So if I get to your yeah. site and it's in third person and it's very academic, you need to change that. You do. So if I right. if I'm typing in and I'm old school, like I, I don't like my sisters makes fun, I don't know how to type with my thumb. So I'm like, you know, I'm one of those people. They'll send mm-hmm. you the one-liner text and you're like <laughs> yeah. yelling at me. Um, you know, I'll put like restaurant Italian, but if I'm talking, mm-hmm. I'll be like Amazing Italian restaurant near. Carl, it's longer form keywords. Yeah. So your text should be more conversational. We need to be humanizing our brands, right? And it shouldn't be academic.
1: Mm-hmm. At all. If it's a time and place for academic, it would not necessarily. Yeah, unless you know, for a blog. tech startup. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, for um, science, like,
1: you mm-hmm.
0: know, like, well, you're for t- you know, you're you're an album company, so that's a, a little different. But still, mm-hmm. though, you know, your clients are are people
1: yeah and you know it depends on the t- content of the post as well too mm-hmm. like how heavy we're going to lie it on and everything right because
0: like i do a lot of tutorial techie stuff with screen you know right. what i mean like so there is right. they're long there's a lot of screenshots there's yeah
1: mm-hmm. and the other thing about it is is the kind of scheduling the consistency and you say once a month is enough yes enough. once and once a month is enough certainly not every session as you said once a month should be okay is there because you, you talked a lot about these topical posts? Uh, is there a benefit to having some kind of session post, or should photographers really focus more on these pillar these pillar posts that you were saying?
0: I, I feel like it's more pillar posts and roundup posts, right? So mm-hmm. let's say I have a really busy month in June as a portrait photographer. Here are my June sessions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if like you know, we had Family A, I love what they were. Family B, they, they did their photos at this place. And again, mm-hmm. if you're interviewing if you're interviewing your 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 clients, they're they're going to write more than 500 words for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What about you know, we're talking to an audience of professional photographers who love images and they're going to want to put a lot of images on there. What about something like alt text or ways that photographers can take advantage mm-hmm. of even using images in in mm-hmm. written content?
0: Yeah, I built my whole wedding business on on images and blogging. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. And it's still
0: very valid. So we have. So we have this hand. We have this incredible Mm -hmm. thing, which is beautiful, gorgeous pictures. Right. Mm -hmm. So they should definitely be filling out. So I get this question a lot. Right. About the the image SEO. So Mm -hmm. image SEO consists of three areas, the title, the alt text and the meta description. The Mm -hmm. only one I'm really, truly concerned about is the alt text. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I do not have time. I don't have time. Um, I also recommend you not, if you're a wedding photographer, please don't blog a hundred images. Like don't do that. Just don't, don't do that. First of all, it's gonna weigh down your site, make it really slow because ideally all, any photos you put inside of a blog post should have a unique alt text. Okay, fuse, what do I write? It's very simple. Can you describe the photo? Is it a dad walking a girl down the aisle? Is it like, you know, a a cute newborn, you know, six month old session? Um, So usually, so let's say if I did a blog post with five image files, because those image files could be those collages, you know what I mean? Like a file could have two Hmm. photos one by one. So let's say I did um, 2021 Cake Smash um, theme ideas for girls, I don't know, or for boys. There's always, it's harder for boys. Um, so whatever I call that blog post is gonna be in my first alt text or any of them. I, I'm gonna make sure one of my images has that, those keywords, whatever I mm-hmm. named that blog post. Um, then the other ones I'm going to say, you know, cake smash ideas for boys or cake smash um photo inspiration, you know, uh Denver, Colorado, Cake Smash photographer. So you're really using variations, but if I have 30 of those, that's gonna be hard, right? So I do bulk rename from Lightroom, and I'll use like, you know, I, I will say, like, let's say I can say, like, you know, Rich Carlton Wedding Dash one, dash two. So I bulk rename whatever images I pick from Lightroom, or you can use Blog Stomp, which they have some cool tools now. Um, Stomp Story, I think it's called. Um, but once I'm uploading them to my site, or or if I'm redesigning, or I'm really just tweaking the alt text. So for the alt text, I will do like sometimes one a full sentence or some. I usually do more loose keywords, but you don't want to write a paragraph in there. Like many years ago, I heard it shouldn't be longer than sixteen words, and that kind of like just stuck with me. I don't want it too long, uh, but it definitely should be filled out because again, your images could show up in Google Images, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, so don't forget about the power of those pictures. There are mm-hmm. words behind them. That's the alt text that uh, Fuse right. is telling us so much about. Of course, computers can't really see an image, but they see your image based on the way you describe it with the alt text. So that is another great, great, great part about it. And again, you love pictures as photographers. You should use them. But also use the alt text to really take advantage of it. One second. I got <clears throat> sorry everyone at home my throat is a little a little I'm sore drink today some water here too <laughs> um and uh let us know in the comments of course if you have any other questions for for a fuse as we're going along here we're t- really touching on seo we have talked about so many things that you can do to improve your seo blogging which uh, is of course near to my heart is one of the most beneficial things that you can do to take advantage uh, and really bolster your SEO because it is it is still a words game. We are talking again, we're talking to photographers. We just addressed how you can take advantage of your photos to put the alt text behind it to put words to it. But at the end of the day, that's the way it is still. SEO, uh, sorry, search engines, it's a words game. you, you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta use the words, and the more the words that you mm-hmm. use that people are looking for, the best that's gonna benefit uh, your your SEO and your your uh, digital visibility. Yes. Uh, Did you want to, or I was going to get to the next question if you had. No,
0: go ahead.
1: Okay. And um, what about uh, some things you mentioned how, this I think is actually important. When you were talking about social media and things like this, you were talking about how photographers shouldn't be afraid to uh, share or to uh, promote, maybe not promote, maybe strong, share things from other photographers. Can you just touch on that a bit? Because I know that there is a little bit of there is some SEO truth behind this. What is the benefit of a photographer, you know, sharing uh, other photographers' work and things like this?
0: Okay, not necessarily. I was I was specifically talking about Pinterest because Pinterest is a photo heavy heavy right. site right mm-hmm. so yesterday um there's like a local thing here in south florida called choose to create and we were together mm-hmm. yesterday in person which was like wow it was only like six of us or seven and you know i was listening to this this book i'm i'm listening to and he says success is a team sport mm. right like you, you you're you solopreneur most likely maybe you have an assistant maybe you have but like we we can't do this alone i can't do the work that i I do alone i'm sure you can't do the work you do alone eugene right so and there's Mm -hmm. so much power in local networking that people just don't take advantage of and i keep going back to thinking what did i do right on twitter that really got me those first weddings and got me connected with the wedding planners right it was this like local connection so you know it doesn't necessarily have to be other photographers if you're not friends with them but like can you like keisha keisha lambert from new york is an incredible wedding photographer like you know i don't follow anything wedding anymore but like i follow her work and i'm always like oh amazed and i make sure i compliment her i make sure that i let her know that like she's killing it um you know but there's other vendors think of vendors that you work with like how can you promote them online and back in the day i used to say something that If you compliment someone online, they cannot ignore you even if they don't like you. I'm going to say that again. If you compliment someone online, they cannot ignore you even if they don't like it. Because it's going to make them look bad. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know a lot of people would be like, when I was trying to get into new wedding venues, for example, and people like take the planner out for coffee, I'm like, nah, I don't think that's going to work. So what I would do instead is I would contact them and say, hey, Um, I want to feature your wedding venue on my blog, but I realized I don't have any photos. Can I stop by and just take some quick snapshots? Who doesn't want free marketing? And then Mm -hmm. I would throw out like, oh, and it's good for SEO. So local link building, which is when I interview a fellow vendor. So let's say, you know, I do professional photo shoots. Let's say I interview a videographer who does commercials or, you know, video production stuff here in South Florida. So I interview him and I link to him for my blog and then he interviews me and he links me for my blog. So that is like showing Google, Hey, this person's local, this person's local, they're linking up and they're, they're more local. (laughs) So it's like, we're helping. So, you know, yes, it's nice to be featured on, you know, green Wedding, whatever the style me pretty huge blogs, but it's way nicer to get featured from like a local school. Like, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere like locally. So there's there's such huge power in local networking and in like, you know, in, in helping each other, in complimenting each other, because it's like we need to get to the this place where we're we're confident in our work and in ourselves and we value ourselves that so we're not afraid to see somebody else shine. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm yeah
1: and and it's really great to emphasize this too, because I think we can sometimes get the wrong perception and think that SEO, Google, social media, it's it, we think that it is uh, promoting kind of this indiv- individualistic competitive atmosphere. But actually these old-fashioned, you know good people values are still what makes you shine the best even in even in these uh, digital uh, atmospheres. So helping other people, not being afraid to to comment and share other people's uh work especially when it can really benefit you uh i think it's a really good thing to stress especially with this topic of you know seo digital marketing and things like this uh there was there was a question in the comment i want to jump to quickly uh from geraldine she says uh should i be calling myself a florida destination photog but what if i want to travel to other states
0: Yeah, I would say I would do that. I I mean, Geraldine and I have talked. I probably would say that I would say that you're an Orlando destination photographer, right? Because then that will get the eyes of anyone wanting to elope or get married in Orlando, number one. And then number two, let me know like, oh, she also travels, right? So trying to rank for the word wedding destination photographer is like impossible. Sorry, you're not going to do that. But- Let's say I live in Florida and I'm frequently shooting at the Caribbean and I want to be a wedding destination photographer in the Caribbean. Then I'm going to start talking about the Caribbean. What are the best wedding venues to get married in the Caribbean? How to plan a wedding in the Caribbean? Um, you know, what are some downfalls of, you know, what are the pros and cons of having a destination wedding? So I'm going back to the constant pillars and, and the things that, that need to be done. Um, Sorry, I'm just having a slight emergency here.
1: No problem. Mm -hmm. Um, One one thing I will add on what what, uh, Fuse is saying is you really are in control, too, as she mentioned with the travel. And if you want to go to the Caribbean talk about you really can do that. So you can be in control of where you end up as a travel photographer, just as an example, by simply writing about the places that you want to be at. Because that, of course, is going to increase your visibility in that particular area, which will, you know, snowball effect, which will cause people to find you more for that particular type of photography, which will, you know, beget you getting more uh, service in that area. And, you know, so the wheel spins, so to speak. So you can control it, even if there's a play, kind of what Fuse was saying earlier about social media, even if there's a destination that you know is really popular, but you just simply don't like it. You just don't need to talk about it so much and vice versa. If you want a place, if there's a place that you really, really want to be able to go to three or four times a year or something like this just talk about it, uh, yeah. talk about it and, and blog about it and write about it and do all these practices that Fuse have mentioned before. And you might be surprised how suddenly you start to become somebody who needs to go to this destination often.
0: Yes, exactly. And the same thing if you're relocating too, um, start talking about the new place, but please don't go and rename all your images of another place to the new place, right? So like. If I live in sunny South Florida, I'm moving to Boston. Don't go to your old blog post and write all this Boston stuff because if people land there, they're going to see the beach. And then Mm. they're going to leave your site and that's going to tell Google that you're not a good fit. So we don't want that. We want you to be trusted in the eyes of Google.
1: All right. One thing I want to get to. and, and it might have to be an abridged version because uh, we have been here for some time and I know it's going to be a big topic. I but could that talk is, a lot. <laughs> okay, and that is the uh, conversion rate. You know, we're talking yes. about SEO and being visible, but now how to make sure that visibility is useful. So now we're kind of getting more into S, uh, sorry, CRO. Mm-hmm. And just to be really clear, how about you just go ahead and tell our audience what CRO is?
0: Sure. So CRO is conversion rate optimization because at the end of the day, SEO does have the thing, right? So SEO, I feel like it's almost like if I could get a store on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan, right? One of the top shopping places in the world, that's great. But I still have to have an enticing window for people to actually come in mm-hmm. and make a purchase. So when it comes to conversion rate optimization, I want you to think what is conversion look like for your business. So I'm not a fan of following um, SEO apps to see how you're ranking, because people get sucked into that. I've had I've had people that all they want to do is outrank someone. They don't even need new business. Now, maybe that's your goal. No judgment there. But if your goal is the organic sales, so we talked about visibility, credibility, the eyes of Google and your, your potential client, organic sales. If your goal is organic sales, new leads, new clients, reoccurring income and clients, you have to look at your site and think, what is the conversion look like? So yesterday during the Choose to Create meeting, we did um, a walkthrough of our customer journey. So in your customer journey or in your website, um, what does that look like for you? So is it a phone call? Is it the form fill? So most of us is a form fill or email, right? So that's the action we want people to take what happens though is that many times people um, people are making hurdles like we and we do it subconsciously it's not like we do it on purpose right we create hurdles for people to get to that action so conversion rate optimization is like okay I, you know I'm getting Google to trust me people are landing on my site but now are they taking the action I want them to take so one of the actions you really want somebody to take on your site immediately or, you know, one of the most important thing is to visit more than one page. Hmm. So views per session. So because then Google's like, oh, this this was a good fit for what they search for because they're going through the page. Now, if they hit that backspace, then it's going to increase what's called your bounce rate, which is fine if you're just a blog or a blogger. But if you're a service based business. You need to get people to get to what I call your money pages. So how can I get someone from my, that's why I do not like one page websites that have Mm -hmm. just canvases that take someone just one page Mm -hmm. dislike it very much. So, and I think you're doing a disservice if you have a one page website. Um, because Google likes hierarchy and they like organization and a one page site, unless you're really trying to rank for one keyword, it's going to be a lot harder for you to, because at the end of the day, we're not trying to rank for what we do and what we do it. We're trying to rank for like 30, 40, 50, a hundred keywords. Who cares? Like I need them to get there because guess what? There's a thousand food bloggers in Miami, a thousand. I, I'm telling you, there's like a thousand food bloggers. How many spots on the first page of Google? 10.
1: Right.
0: So do so. I want to get found for Miami food blogger? No. But can I get found for the breast brunch places in Miami? Yes. It doesn't matter if they come to a pin a Google image, it matters that they get there and the conversion rate optimization is going to look like, what do I do once they get there? Right? Yeah. How can I make them? So you have to guide your user. So is it clear from your homepage where you want the person to go next? Is it your about page? If it's your about page, where do you want them to go you have to guide them because Mm -hmm. as creatives so we think that you know oh there's a little error there and they're going to know how to click regular folks don't know that there's that there's a gallery there like you know they did this study where um they actually switched from like they added the text for for e-commerce say add to cart and it increased Because you think it's obvious that people need like click here to add to cart. So people need handholding, they need direction. So buttons. I love buttons. Call to action buttons. View my portfolio page from the portfolio page. Learn more about this info from the info page. Contact me today. So you're responsible for guiding your audience to doing that.
1: Absolutely. CTAs are very wonderful. Very action-oriented, sweet and to the point, very action-oriented to what you want them to do. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's just so true. As you say, it's SEO visibility is only one part of it. This part, optimizing it, is another part of it as well. So CRO, you mentioned some things. You, you talked about, let me talk about this, uh, ask this question. You talked about the hurdles. You, you mentioned a few things people can do to eliminate some of those hurdles. Yes. Making very clear text and putting the arrows places like not click here a, to
0: view the gallery,
1: to view the gallery and and <laughs> click here enough, for more yeah. and to not have a uh, one page as a website, what, what is something else that uh, photographers can do to eliminate some of the hurdles? Or let me ask it this way. What are some common hurdles that you see uh, professional sure. photographers? Two
0: huge having? ones, two huge ones, long ass, long ass forms. excuse my mm. French. <laughs> The the more there's a study that says um, for every question, I think you're increasing 15 or 25% chance of not getting that, that, that form fill.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. So
0: yes, I understand there's some more higher end photographers that they really want to make sure the person's a good fit. Um, so huge forms is a no, not having your email on the contact page is a big disservice. Because sometimes they don't want to fill out a form. But if they have hmm. their email, And then with that, is that email clickable? So go on your phone, go on your website and see if the email is clickable. So those are tiny things that I feel can really make a huge, huge difference. The other thing is I shouldn't have to hunt down on your site to know where you're located. And I see this over and over again. So geographic text is extremely important, especially in the homepage. I am a Orlando based um, destination photographer offering weddings throughout the United States and internationally. I am a South Florida-based branding portrait photographer, available for travel. Like, I shouldn't have to hunt this information now. Mm. Another thing, sorry, I get very passionate.
1: <laughs> no, it's great. Mm-hmm.
0: Another thing is, you all are not, like, describing how this whole process goes. Like, this whole, like, Here's the gallery homepage about page gallery, a small investment page in contact. No, first of all, you're missing out on all this SEO content juiceness, <laughs> um, having like private client pages, just sending them all the info in from the PDF. You don't have to show everything, right? Like this, this is going to depend on your brand, but like, okay, so let's say I'm a mom of a high school senior. Okay, and if I go to your site and you're not telling me when is the best time to schedule these? How does it work? Do we pay upfront? How long does it take? How long will my photos be ready? Can I order grad cards from you? How long will those grad cards be ready? Like walk them through the process, right? Like if you have a studio that offers make, I see this with a lot of like um, portrait photographers that offer the makeup, the style in the closet, like sometimes there'll be a page like, here's my student, but you're not explaining that this is included or you think mm-hmm. you are, but you're not. So sometimes it's good to have someone else look at our site to see like, does it make sense? Do you understand the process of hiring me and what that experience is going to look like? If mm-hmm. not, it's time to add some copy folks and some new pages.
1: Yeah. Proofreading, the power of proofreading. I, you, I flashed back to middle school just then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you used to write something and you had to give it to a friend so they could read it because our eyes don't catch something. And you're, you're, I think are alluding to it. And I would say to get somebody who's not a photographer, because then they're really going to be in the shoes that you're trying to, to reach. And that is people who are not familiar with professional photography to go through the website and see, see what is uh, needed. Well, how do you feel about people uh, when they don't have an image of themselves on their page? We're talking about brand building, how it's kind of a personal thing nowadays, and I come across a lot of photography pages, and they don't have an image of themselves. Do you think that's a is that a bad thing? Is it not a big deal? Or is
0: it on social media, or do you mean the website uh, on,
1: their webs- on their website?
0: No, you have to have a picture. Like, I'm not going to hire someone I don't know what they look like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's okay on social media. Sometimes they have like the logo. the logo to me is kind of not very humanizing the brand. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes they'll have a picture of a baby. You know, I think that's fine. But like mm-hmm. on your about page, um, there should be a photo of you. Definitely, because you want them to get to know you as much as possible. There's so much you could, you know, offer them so they feel like when they see you, they know you. And that's Mm -hmm. why showing up in Instagram stories, I think, is important, too. That's a way to, like, you know, humanize your brand a little bit more.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Now, we talked about for SEO purposes, uh, some of the best things are blogging and the pins on the Pinterest boards. What about for uh, generating conversions? What are some of the best types of content for generating conversions?
0: I mean, to me, it's an all encompassing, you know, type of thing. Do you mean conversions on social or just your website?
1: Uh, let's say for social.
0: Sure. I think for so- for social, it's, I don't think there's like an easy answer mm-hmm. because it really has to do with you understanding your target audience and creating that um, value Uh, Mm um so i kind of i think we throw out the word a lot like create great content and we don't Mm -hmm. explain what that is does that make Mm -hmm. sense so you mentioned it in the beginning and it's something i say all the time Mm -hmm. so creating great content um you have to look at your insights you have to look at google analytics because numbers Mm -hmm. don't lie so i think maybe something is great content but then i so for example so when i check the saves and the shares There was one that did really well that I said, and it was a quote of an event that I attended um, that says, um, all you need is a Wi-Fi and a dream. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, what do I do? I, so it was a photo of me and I said that, so what I'm going to do next, I'm going to take that same quote and make it a quote card. Mm -hmm. Just going to repurp, like whatever's working, do more of that. So I think in social media, the more you put out, the more you and I think when it comes to digital marketing, the true answer is be a resource, Mm -hmm. be a resource with your site, be a resource with your social media. And that will Mm -hmm. always come back to you. That is really the piece of the credibility. Right Mm -hmm. now, being visible is important. Like if you don't have a website or if you're not present somewhere now. That's going to be hard, (laughs) right? Because then you're not technically visible. It's like, do you even exist, right? Now it's like, if you don't have an Instagram page, do you even exist? Um, But, um, you know, again, I don't think you need to be all the places. I don't think you need to do TikTok if that's not for you. Mm. Um, You know, I like Instagram Reels because it's getting a lot of views and it could be short um, and it could just be a slideshow of photos.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, let me ask about this because – And that is the website in general, like a photographer, like a standalone professional photography website. So, like Eugene Negavieski's photography.com kind of a thing. Uh, Photographers are notorious for maybe only having a Facebook page or or Instagram page and maybe not having a standalone uh, website. Can you speak on that a little bit? Is that a disservice? Yeah. Are photographers doing themselves a disservice if they do not 100% have 100% need website?
0: a website. So I was talking to this young guy yesterday. He's just, he's very new. He's only 22 and he was like, yeah, I have a site, but it's not good, but I was like, it don't matter. Cause what people are mm-hmm. doing is they're going there then they're checking your Instagram, right? Or Facebook mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. um, or Google my business, right? Like, mm-hmm. and you can't, you know, if you have a Google my business without a website, it's like you have to have a website. Why? Because you own that. Mm-hmm. You have to have a self-hosted website that you own, your domain, because it's your home. I call Mm it your. So our goal with social media is to drive people to our home,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: our home of our brand voice. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Right. It's not really. Yes, they're staying there. They're engaging. But hopefully when they think of the service we're offering, then they're going to go visit. Um, so you, you definitely, I think, you know, if you don't have a website, I would work on even if, and I'm all about like work with what you have. Like if you're starting on Wix, that's fine. Wix has SEO features, you know, mm. most platforms have SEO features, like work with what you have, stop waiting for it to be perfect to, to have a website. So this is what I told the, this, I call him a kid because I'm 42. He's 22. Um, that's what I told me yesterday. I was like, no, I don't care that it's not perfect. Done is better than perfect. Put your mm. because this is what people are going to do they're gonna go say, Oh, he has a website, then they're gonna go back to your Instagram. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. but you, you know, a website, you know, having a professional email, I think is also really important. You no, know, like, at Gmail in the hot, hotmail, right? If you're <laughs> if you're a business, and uh, maybe you've had that email for a long time. But if you're <laughs> a legit business, and if you want to be looked as credible, please get a business email.
1: Right, right. And just the other added effect that we're mentioning uh, the, t- the um i see a question we'll get to that and the other main topic we're talking about is this connectivity that's just another place for you and your business if you have a separate website another place you can web your content back and forth from is yes. saying between social media and your website so it's, it's really it's a great idea almost an essential idea uh, and now you heard it from an expert as well. Now, Linda read my mind too, because she is is asking a question about an assistant to maybe help with something like this. Linda says, I had someone from Google help me with ads, but I was spending 450 a month and it didn't seem worth it. Do you recommend working with a Google ad person or is this something you can do on your own? I know I can make an ad slash post on Google my business and include a photo. Is that helpful?
0: So here's the thing. Um, I actually thought like Google Ads didn't work, you know, because like I'm all about organic. But then when I went to work at the agency, I didn't realize how many people actually click on Google Ads. So I think Google Ads absolutely can work. The problem, though, is if you don't know what you're doing. So, for example, there's something called negative keywords that you need when creating a Google Ad. So like I don't want to be found for affordable photographer, cheap Mm -hmm. photographer. So there's there's actually keywords that you don't want to be found for. So you have to know what you're doing right? And then you have to see if it's having conversion. So if you're spending $450 a month, but if that's bringing you two clients a month, that's spending $1,000 with you, then is that worth it for you? You know, like you also have to know if it's working. Like one time a dentist hired me and she was spending $3,000 a month and didn't even know she was getting leads from it. Hmm. I don't know. So it's important that I think like, You know, I think organic and paid working together can be like amazing. And what I like about the paid is that you do get immediate leads versus the SEO, which takes a longer. But what I would say for you, Mm -hmm. Linda, is um, definitely start doing a Google post a week. Definitely start updating your Google My Business once a month. And try other outlets. Maybe it's even going to be like an Instagram ad or a Facebook ad versus Google. But also, you have it's not about boosting posts. It's about going to the ads manager, which is now like kind of crazy, or finding someone on Fiverr or finding someone else. um, Because if that Google expert is not telling you about the negative keywords or doing broad match versus exact match and showing you that, or showing you that you got three, you know, did you get three? contact forms and out of those three then one book because if you're spending more than you're making then i would you know consider other options for sure and Mm -hmm. i do want to say something i forgot to mention it in the beginning okay go ahead um so we're gonna i'm gonna do this for like two days straight but if so if people catch the replay i want you guys to um basically if you're on instagram do a stories tagging and photo also, tagging me, Fuse Creative Inc., for a contest. So, um, I'm going to pick a random winner um, to win three months of my membership, which you will, you will get access to all my classes Google My Business class, Pinterest class, local SEO class. Um, so, you, but you do want to post so then I could ha- get that direct message from you and know that you actually participated. So, it could be, um, a photo of us, a boomerang, a quote, something that you've learned, um, and thanking Eugene um, for this invitation. So we're going to leave that, do that for 48 hours, because I didn't say it in the beginning, and, um, and also I'm sure we're going to have a lot of people catching the replay. So you might want to add that on the top of the of the thingy.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and- Sorry,
0: I'm losing my words.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and, the, um, and the chat as well, and... Um... We have all of your uh, links in the description, but I will have my uh, assistant Gabby, as you say, I cannot do this on my own. Uh, My assistant Gabby, who's taking care of the chat, I will have her uh, post them back in here and make a note also about this contest and have it pinned to the top. Uh, So yes, people who are watching the the recording can uh, get in on it if they get in within 48 hours, of course. So that's great news. Thank you so much for doing that Fuse, And everyone in the audience, do yourself a favor and take advantage of that. And, I wanted to come back to CRO for a minute and I wanted to ask you if there's a way that photographers can uh, measure their uh, conversion rates and know what's kind of working for them and maybe what's not. Are there any tools or software that you recommend for measurements or improving conversion rate optimization? Sure.
0: So Google Analytics. So the first thing Mm -hmm. you want to do is you really want to go to Google Analytics and first check acquisition so you know what are the, you know, where where's the traffic coming from? Is it Google? Is it referral traffic? Did someone link to me? Is it um, social media? Right. You need right. to understand those channels, and I suggest always looking for at least a, a, a month's worth of data, so then you can compare. I'm not going to say compare to last year because COVID was crazy, but so you mm-hmm. could compare. Um, you know, the month before. Mm-hmm. Um, within that, I want you to look at. Okay, I see that. Pinterest traffic, people are really only spending 50 seconds on my site, but the people actually coming from Facebook are spending three minutes. So who do you think is more of the qualified person? So you have to start looking at this information. So you also, like I said, you want at least two page sessions per viewer after you've done some of the CRO changes. Um, and then there is something gets a little bit more te- um, technical, but I do set up what's called a conversion goal in Google analytics, which basically what you guys, if you, I'm going to test, I'm going to check you out and photo. If you don't do this, <laughs> <laughs> basically is um, a thank you page instead of a thank you message. After someone fills out a form, hmm. the reason is I I'll get that unique URL and I will create what's called conversion goal in Google analytics to say, Hey, What conversion looks like to me is if someone lands on this page, Mm
1: -hmm. then I can
0: see I've had 20 visits to the contact page, but only three people filled it out. That's your true conversion rate.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. So
0: instead of like, thank you, you know, the thank you message that appears, you want to create a separate page called thank you. Same message, and then you want to, which will be auto directed. So, if you, let's say, use something like 17 hats or wherever you're using the form, you have to like go to the Facebook group and ask, like, How can I redirect after the form submission is done to this thank you page? And then you could, could go create that goal in Google Analytics. I think that's one of the easiest. So, there's other goals where I could say, Hey, Google, I, I have a goal that I really want people to spend at least two minutes on my site. Let's see how I'm doing. And then I could compare like, you know, so next month I'm like, Ooh, they're spending more time. Great. I'm doing good. Ooh, something went really down. What can I fix on my website? So mm-hmm. that, that's really what I re- recommend to keep it easier. I know it sounds like a lot of information, but if you could do one thing today, you know, just one of the things, maybe it's Google, Google, my business, maybe it's adding more pages to your site and baby steps again, done mm-hmm. is better than perfect.
1: And uh, Google Analytics and things like this—does it work for a like Facebook page or an IG page? Before we mention the importance of having a standalone website, or is it something that will only really work properly with a website?
0: Um, I, I well, Google Analytics is for websites, right? right. So mm-hmm. if you're in Squarespace, for example, you still sign up for Google Analytics and not don't trust plugins, don't trust like. Mm-hmm. You know, the Wix analytics, you want to be in Google Analytics, first of all, mm-hmm. right? Now, mm-hmm. the same applies to social media. you got to be looking at your stats because mm-hmm. you'll be surprised at what you find, right? you got to look at the Pinterest analytics stats. you mm-hmm. got to look at the Instagram stats. Look for the saves, for the shares, um, you know, then you're, then that's really going to give you the, the, the correct insight. So Google Analytics is specifically for your site. So it analyzes how users find it, what they're doing on your site.
1: Okay, and as someone with a background in marketing, I know that it's it's don't get discouraged photographers because it's not very likely that uh, visitors will will convert on the first visit. But what are some ways that photographers can try to I mean, this might go back to what we were talking about earlier with uh, CRO, but what are some ways that they can maximize the uh, chances of somebody converting on the first or the second visit to to their page?
0: Sure. So, I mean, remember that people, there's timing, right? So
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you if a cold audience lands on there, I, you know, there might not be as likely as to convert, right? Mm-hmm. Versus a warmer hot, like, are you are you ready to book or are you pregnant with one month and you're just starting to look? Mm-hmm. So if that client is in the beginning stages of that process, I think the more of a resource you are, the better. So when I was a mm-hmm. wedding photographer, I would say is I want to get found before people even know they need me
1: oh all right
0: so i'm thinking about getting married at the ritz i look up weddings at the ritz Ooh, this wedding shows up oh i like it oh it's pretty oh who's this photographer i need tips on what to do with my kids in, in montreal right let's go back to the example oh this is a great blog post oh who's mm-hmm. this girl let me look at her on instagram so for example lejun king is rocking on um, TikTok. Maybe you want to interview her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm like, we went, I went over there. We did a VIP day, And I'm like, I'm thinking like, she's like, oh, this is my ninth TikTok customer. And I was like, I was surprised because she does a lot of non-photo related stuff, oh. like stuff that's kind of vulnerable, a little crazy out there stuff. And I'm like, I was like, I understand why people are connecting. They're liking her craziness. And then they see, she also does photos. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does
0: that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, so that's what I mean. How can you be found before they even know they need you being a resource? So that's why it's important to put out content to, to be a resource to help your audience with other things and not just what you do. Mm -hmm. That's why I said, you know, things to do with your kids. You know, if you're a senior for talk for, you should have content about getting to college because that's what's keeping the moms up at night. The whole process, how to apply, how to get scholarships, mm-hmm. how to get funds. Um,
1: yeah, so, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, no Linda
0: had a question. Go ahead and I'll look up so I could tell her where she can find this.
1: Yeah. And then I will voice her question in a minute. And it, I just was going to say that it's, it's that old, you know, business saying that people do business with who they like. And one yeah. way you can have people like you is to help educate them. And the other is just that pure old connecting on a personality kind of level thing as well, which is why Fuse says these things, educate people, help them and show your personality so that people have a way to connect with you. Cause at the end of the day, all we're saying about seo and digital marketing that's a big factor still too is it's just do people like you Do they connect with you yeah uh, not so Linda, everyone's gonna like you right? yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay yeah that's okay and i think that's
0: the problem with social media and putting ourselves out there we get scared because we want like we're human i want everyone to yeah. love me but i'm not for everyone so exactly. our goal you know jasmine Starr said this so I, I i didn't say this she always says like our goal with our our, our social media and our website is to attract and repel Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. I was telling you before, my kind of brides when I was a wedding photographer were brides that did not like weddings mm-hmm. and that the grooms were very involved. So the brides didn't like wedding planning. They wanted something unconventional. I knew that. Mm-hmm. So in knowing that, I put out more of that language out there because then they they resonated with me.
1: Right. And knowing that we don't need everybody and not trying to chase the people that right. say, okay, you're not for me. Just let them go. Let them go and be, you know, more will come that you do. like. And
0: you're going to open space for the, more, the, the people who's going to spend more money with you. Yeah. Did you know that there was an auction um, for this rare plant that sold for, I think 19,000 euros? Wait,
1: wait, uh, <laughs> was this one of these orchids or something? Or No, am I, am, no it was a-
0: not even an orchid. And I'm like, if someone's willing, and it was like 20 something thousand dollars to pay that much, mm-hmm. why am I being like, oh, I'm so afraid to raise my prices? You know, mm-hmm. it just made me think there's people out there that have money to spend and there's abundance mm-hmm. for everyone. So if you're afraid to raise your prices, this is Fuse <laughs> telling you it's time. Yeah. Sorry. And,
1: and th- No, that's fine. And there's, you know, 350 million people in the U.S. is growing. Like, again, if there's two or three that say, hey, you're not for me, let them go. You'll find go. more people who will like you. Let's get to Linda. Linda had a great practical yes. question about how to find the share saves on Instagram. Sure. I've been looking, she says.
0: Yeah. So when you go to Insights, you're going to want to go where it says the content you shared. So I don't know if you can see here, but Insights. Then mm-hmm. we're going to content you shared. Mm-hmm. Then there's reach in last year. So instead of reach, we don't want the full year. You could do 30, to, let's say three months. And then in the reach drop down, there's all this stuff. So there's saves and shares. So for example, I can see, you know, I don't get a lot of saves. So this is something I'm working on. Like, how can I increase these single digits numbers? And I, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I'm sharing good tips anyway. And then I'll look at shares. So there was this one shoe that I did that that got the doggy got a lot of shares. So she got like 24 and this is three months versus the Mm -hmm. doggy that got eight versus other things that only got one. So this is telling Mm me, all right, dogs do well, (laughs) but yeah, it's giving me insights on what is resonating with people as far as saves and shares. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times we're just looking at, I mean, I like to look at comments as well, w- which photos are getting the most comments, because I think, again, there are different levels of engagement. Like is yeah. one level, comment is another, a share and a save is another. It's like such a bigger yeah. action.
1: I'm going I'm to go a little to the left here, uh, but you and I were talking about pets uh, before we, we came online and yes. how they're taking over. And if you're in, again, like one of the messages we're saying here is if you don't like something that's performing well, then you don't necessarily have to do it. But if you like dogs and animals and pets, I was talking with a pet photographer and he put it pretty Pretty nicely, and he said, Nobody is afraid, everybody likes you know, cute dogs and kittens, and they're not afraid to interact with those kind of images. You know, some people they like you know, babies, but they might be hesitant to leave a comment on a picture of a baby or something. But nobody's afraid with dogs and cats and you know, little you know, parrots or whatever. So, dog and pet images. They really, they really do well. Yeah, if you're them dogs who's into going that, viral
0: on TikTok mm-hmm. and, and and reels, and people relate with that, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And pepper photography is a huge thing, right now.
1: It is, and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Stay and tuned. people want products. The they want audience.
0: canvases of their pets. They want videos. They want albums. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. They
0: want to show off like their child.
1: Absolutely. And a little insider info, all of our photo audience, stay tuned for more about pet photography. I have a feeling coming up at the turn of the calendar, there's going to be some more interesting info about pet photography. Uh, But it really is, it is taking off and it is taking the world by storm. So again, if you're into dogs, if it kind of fits your brand and your personality, and you want some shares and saves, Try it. I mean, I did you know.
0: photograph him. It does help, but like, he yeah, well, that's got, what I'm saying.
1: You're not a random, yeah, <laughs> yeah, random, yeah, with some so. random dog. <laughs> was,
0: he's actually one of South Florida's top attraction. He goes in the paddle okay. board with you.
1: Okay, okay, Mr. Uh, pa-
0: Mr. Sh- Paddles, Mr. Beaches is his name. Sorry, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Beaches got some clout. I'll tell you. So and some Geraldine already posted on Instagram. She's already getting the contest. So Linda, other folks, Adala, Nikki, mm-hmm. or, or um, Daniel, Chris Lee, get on it. Get on that contest.
1: If you fuse, how about you tell us one more time? I've seen that some people have entered the chat uh, since yeah. the last time you mentioned this. So tell us again about the uh, chat, and again we'll put it up on the on the chat for everyone. Sure.
0: So I'm doing a contest because I believe done is better than perfect, and action speaks louder Mm -hmm. than words. Um, So basically all you have to do is um, add something about this presentation on your stories and tag and photo uh, and tag me if you use creative ink. It could even be a written thing, something you've learned. It could be a boomerang of us. Um, It could be you taking notes, you know, anything on stories Um, and for the next 48 hours, because we want to be um, give time for the people that are watching the replay and that weren't able to, to be here live to enter as well. And you'll get three months free of my membership, which costs $97 a month, which you get access to all my classes, my Pinterest class, my holiday marketing, my Google, my business bootcamp, my local SEO. So it's over like $1,000 worth of classes where three free months, you could totally watch those as well.
1: All right. So do yourself a favor, get on that. As I say, we will put information about this in the comments and we will pin it uh, at the top for viewers who are watching the recording within 48 hours. Such a great idea. And thank you. And and I just wanted to touch on one last thing, too. And that is, we were talking about this dog and it spiraled into the fight. You said that he's a big deal. And that's another great idea because we're talking about the importance, too, of being known in your area, first and foremost. Uh, so that's a great opportunity as well to kind of get your name on the area is if there is some uh, well-known person, celebrity, animal place or something, try to involve that in some of your photography and put it on your social media. And that will, I'm sure, get a lot of uh, attention from your local market. So that's a, that's a great idea as well, too. Um, so don't forget about uh, Fuse's contest on social media. Take advantage of that within 48 hours to get three months free from FUSA and her training. FUSA, I almost did it again. No, you did it right. <laughs>
0: you did it right this okay. time. All right. <clears throat> yeah, so it's the Ignite and um, membership. So now what I'm doing is basically you're not going to be able to buy my courses anymore unless you become hmm. a member. Um, so basically I'm, i decided to simplify because a lot of people are hiring me for VIP immersion days. So the SEO done in a day. Um, feel free to DM me on Instagram about that. That's something you're interested in. Like I'm flying to Detroit on my I would love to go to Europe. Somebody could get me. Come on, come on. Come on, get me to Europe, guys. And then I can meet we- Eugene in person.
1: Yeah, we are perfectly situated to Poland. is a beautiful country. very close to haven't been uh, only Prague, Vienna, I love Germany, all right here. There is a question in the audience uh, from from Nikki. Is that am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, I don't know if it's Nikki. Nike, Nike. 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 I love this
0: question so much, though.
1: And let me read it in case somebody's listening to audio. I'm into uh, doing events, product, food, interior style, style photography, but love to add some family, kids, and weddings too. Can I offer that in one website or do I need to have different sites for that?
0: I love this question so much because I think we overthink these things. Um, And the reason why I love pages on the website is that I can have a page. So essentially at the end of the day, something I haven't said, which is really important. And I feel like this is where people get really stuck or they get scared of me, (laughs) but then they end up hiring me. It's okay. (laughs) Every service that you do needs its own page. Mm -hmm. It's not about your website ranking for all these things. So, so I'm going to take Nikki here and sorry, we don't know your name like properly. Mm -hmm. So events, product, food, interior styling. Okay, so you should have a page just about your event photography. You should have a page about your product photography. I feel like product and food could almost be in the same page, just like for newborns. If you do a lot of milestone sessions, it um, could have a page just about milestones where you have Cake Smash here. That's a great keyword. Birthday Cake Smash has a lot of views a month. Hey, Quinn! Quinn's one of my clients. Um, um, and then, see, I got sidetracked. Sorry. Um, no, it's okay. <laughs> and then, so Cake Smash. Then um, six month or birthday, that could be on the same page that doesn't need to break out. Right. Don't go crazy. All right. But so I feel like food and product or maybe product and interior styling can be one page. OK, because I want that page to get found in Google. It's not about my whole website getting found in Google. That one page, if it has great information and FAQs can get found in Google right? For the, that specific keyword. That's why I don't necessarily see a need to break off different brands. There are exceptions. If you are a baby photographer, and you're not going to add some boudoir on there, you get know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if you're a wedding photographer, that may work. So I think with you, this is more of a lifestyle thing, where you're at the end of the day, everything you do here is portrait photography work. So I would have a main page called portrait photography, and then I would have the different thumbnails for those different things, right? Um, so maybe for you, you want to go from events, maybe to just weddings or just family, because that sounds like a lot, and that I think could get, you know, there's riches in the niches for sure. Um, so, you know, but maybe you have this one landing page where it's like, hey, I'm a portrait photographer. These Because our clients, when they look at us, they look at at us as photographers. They don't get weirded out if you're a wedding photographer and if you shot a product, you're mm-hmm. a photographer. And they're ah, see, this is where we overthink it, right? Now, yes, they're probably attracted to your style. Like, yes, if you're just a wedding photographer, that's attractive to a bride, but like they're not like for them, you're a photographer. They don't understand sometimes these differences that we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, you also don't want to be like, you know, 11 genres, I, I, I think that could mess you up.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And it can be a little too much. So a separate page for, for each within reason, as you said, you can lump yes. some of them together. Product yes. food, all the cake takes, but you months. should
0: not have like one investment page that says, here's my maternity pricing. Here's my newborn pricing. Here's my baby. No, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. then I'm going to ask you what page is targeting maternity photography. And if you tell me your portfolio page, there's a problem with that. Mm. what's the problem with that? Eugene knows this answer. <laughs> I'm going to quiz you, Eugene.
1: <laughs> what's the problem with the portfolio page that has everything on it?
0: Well, no, like, so let's say um, this person has three galleries, one for maternity, one for newborn, one for baby. Mm-hmm. And I go to this website and I say, what is the page that you're targeting maternity photography? Yeah. And they mm-hmm. tell me it's their maternity photography gallery page. What's the problem with that?
1: Well, there's more there than just maternity.
0: No, let's say they did have it. Let's say oh, they okay. have three separate galleries. Right. Okay. You know. Waiting. I'm waiting for your answer. I'm, I'm, to I'm
1: on the spot. I'm not gonna lie. Q, a little, Q, a I, I feel
0: like I make Eugene nervous. Anyway, it's all this Brazilian Jersey just, just now, just nice now. It's a lie, uh, Q It's a lot. Cute would it. know. Um, I'll tell you, your your page is naked in the eyes of Google.
1: Right. Uh There's just photos. There's just photos. Okay.
0: There's no text. So the the solution to that is you can Mm -hmm. either turn that gallery page into a slash info page where there's then, Mm. you know, when should I, when should I, so let's do maternity, maternity portfolio, then have your FAQs right there. That's the page you're targeting maternity photography. Okay. Now you can say that's the page. Now, if you just assume just because you have a gallery of that genre and that's what's going to rank, it's not.
1: I just, I just want to say right there, that was like your, your students you were mentioning. You did make me nervous there, but I, I still want to hire you. I still, I still want to hire you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I got like the, the presentation I did in Frisco, Texas, right? I had two women come and they were not photographers. So one was a chef. And the other one also was, I think, was a chef, well, interior designer. And they're like, "I'm scared of you. I don't want you to see my." I was like, "That's why you hire me. That's why we do it together. I make it simple." (laughs) Your G Um, failed. No, he didn't.
1: He technically
0: didn't fail because I didn't mention that. But I thought, like, since he likes blogging, that maybe he would catch on. So.
1: You didn't fail. I
0: just really put you in the spot.
1: But but fair enough, you know, and fair enough. And you know, I was even in school. Sometimes you had those teachers who like to throw that on you, like, and you're like, oh, like you kind of knew the answer, but you were worried about saying something wrong. I know. Sorry. But don't worry, uh, Odile. I I I can take it. Don't worry. I like it. I I like uh, the little beef. It's it's fun too. Keeps things interesting. Oh, so thank you so much. Thank you so much, Fuse. Um, so much great insight from you today. And as I would I would love to even get you back on in the future, uh, yes. there's so much Maybe more. Maybe we could do one
0: about Pinterest.
1: Absolutely. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And yeah, Pinterest is exploding. You know, much like pet photography, you know, we're all like, wow, that's really growing. I was shocked when I found out how crazy Pinterest was. You mm-hmm. know, I still remember those days like 10 years ago when it was like <laughs> so bottom tier for all the other platforms out there. So, and, and the interesting
0: exploding. the interesting thing is mm. that Pinterest users are way warmer. They're at the stage where they're already planning mm-hmm. or they're purchasing. Do you know how many times I'll be in the store and I'll go to Pinterest and see, like, that idea I saved, mm-hmm. if that looks like it? So there, there's, like, proven statistics between a Facebook user versus a Pinterest user that a Pinterest user spends more money. Mm-hmm. This is why Pinterest has Pinterest shopping inside their platform. They were one of the first ones. They were also mm. the first ones to have um, – a visual search
1: Mm -hmm. where
0: you can actually search for something with pictures, which is something Google's doing more of now with the Google lens.
1: Yeah. Wow. So definitely we'll do something about Pinterest and maybe even. uh, Geraldine's like, please. (laughs) We'll make it happen. We will make it happen. And maybe some other stuff as well. Thank you so much for joining us today. Fuse everyone in the audience, don't forget to take advantage of our contest. We have uh, put a comment about that in the, uh, Comments. In case oh, it's you catch Nikki.
0: Everything. Just it's respond. Nikki. Uh, Nikki says, Nikki. I'm the UK, not you anymore. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was funny. But you're well, hey, I would love to go to the UK. Nikki, fly me there. I will yeah. just. Just get me there. We can talk.
1: <laughs> and, she, and she extended an invite to her home country of Bulgaria as well. Not, yes. too, not too far from Poland. Not, not too, too far. far. It's I a know. little distance, but not too far. And you got Croatia right there. It's such a beautiful area. I want to go. Got, Croatia's you, on
0: my bucket list. You so. got to
1: come to the area. You got to right. come to the area. Uh, well, so thank you, I, I,
0: everyone. And yeah. I'm sorry for me looking at my phones because my teen had a flat tire. And I'm like, there's nothing I could do. I'm on live. No. <laughs> so I kept just making sure, you know, mom life.
1: <laughs> well that's so kind of you know to, yeah keep checking in don't worry about it. don't worry about that it's good for you to make sure that they're okay they are yeah. okay yes everything is. yes fine. she's
0: ubering home so we'll, okay. we'll i'm getting off i'm gonna put the mom hat on
1: all right thank you so much again for joining us for <laughs> thank, thank you thank everyone, you everyone for tuning in. and
0: remember done is better than perfect go get found
1: mm-hmm. visibility credibility organic sales yes yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone. I'm Eugene Agawieski with Fuse saying take care. Bye-bye now. Bye.